Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Two weeks ago, you may have heard my podcast about making pumpkin butter. I made that pumpkin butter in order to be able to do the recipe you're hearing today, which I actually did the day after I made the pumpkin butter, but the podcast schedule is only every other Saturday for recipes. So here it is. This is a recipe for pumpkin butter chocolate chip cookies, which I got from Half-Baked Harvest. It's got several steps that will need pauses in between. So be prepared to do a step, set it aside, wait a little bit, and then come back to me. As I said, I made the pumpkin butter the day before, and you can find that recipe because you'll need it for this recipe on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com. Just type pumpkin in the search bar. You'll find a lot of pumpkin things there because I'm very fond of pumpkin. And most of those are extraordinary and well worth trying. But for today, you're just looking for the pumpkin butter. It's a slow cooker recipe. So if you have a slow cooker or an instant pot, you can put on a slow cooker setting. You're all set. You just have to do that three hours or four hours before you make the cookies we're about to make today. What I'm going to do is give you the ingredient list and the equipment and the do-aheads. And then, because we have to wait for one of the do-aheads before we can even start, we'll pause for a bit. As I mentioned in the pumpkin butter podcast that I made, I've had this recipe for over six months. And I keep pulling it out and thinking, oh, this would be fun to make today thinking that what it required was pumpkin puree, which I always have on hand because I sometimes have cans in the basement, but I also in the fall always puree my pumpkins or my sweet meat squash and put them in the freezer. So I always have that ready to go for whatever recipe tickles my fancy. And then I always look at it more closely because I don't see it in the title. I don't see it until I actually get into the ingredients. It doesn't want pumpkin puree. It wants pumpkin butter. And so I make a mental note to myself to go find some pumpkin butter in some grocery store so I don't have to mess with it. But (laughs) yesterday I realized I'm never going to do that. It's never going to happen where I have it in my head and I walk into a store and find just what I need and bring it home 
and that is why I made the pumpkin butter from scratch. Now I can finally try these cookies. I think I want to talk about equipment first. You'll need a small saucepan, a heat-proof bowl, that means one that won't crack going from having a hot thing in it into a freezer. So I think I'm going to use a metal bowl, a baking sheet, and parchment paper. You'll need a mixer or at least a mixing bowl with either a lot of elbow grease and a whisk or a hand mixer. And then you need a little bowl to put some cinnamon sugar in that you can roll the cookies in. There's the first tip that these might be really yummy. Okay, the ingredients. Two sticks, that's a cup, of salted butter. Three quarters of a cup dark brown sugar. One third of a cup regular granulated sugar. A third of a cup of pumpkin butter. And as I said, I made some yesterday, and you can find that recipe, or you can use one online at somebody else's site, or you can just go buy some. I'm pretty sure Trader Joe's will have it, although I think that's only seasonal, and so probably won't have it now, because it's spring as I'm recording this. You could try Whole Foods, or you could try even just your regular supermarket, and I'm sure you could get it on Amazon, but you're certainly not making cookies today if that's where you're getting your pumpkin butter from. You need one egg, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, two and a quarter cups of all-purpose flour, half teaspoon of baking soda, half teaspoon of ground cinnamon or pumpkin pie spice. I'm going to use the pumpkin pie spice, which is cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and ginger. Half teaspoon of kosher salt. And kosher salt, when it says kosher salt, you need to use kosher salt or use less regular salt use like three quarters of what the amount is because kosher salt is less salty than sea salt or table salt. And there's an article about that on my website, actually, in the blog section. If you type in the word salt, you will find that. One and a half cups of semi-sweet chocolate chips, four ounces of semi-sweet or dark chocolate chunks. I figure since we've already got semi-sweet chips, why would we go with more semi-sweet when we could go with dark chocolate? So I'm doing dark chocolate chunks and a third of a cup of cinnamon sugar, which you can buy already made. I know that Penzi's Spices makes a nice one because it's got vanilla beans in it, but it has less sugar than what I used to make as just homemade cinnamon sugar, which is just, you know, cinnamon and sugar until it looks the right color to you. And now we should talk about the do heads because this is going to throw us into our first break. The two sticks of butter need to be room temperature. So you need to pull them out of your fridge and let them sit on your counter. And it's probably going to take a good half hour, I would say. I suppose you could stick them in your pockets for a little bit if you wanted to do that. It would warm them up faster. But we also have to bring the egg to room temperature. And whereas I have also done that by keeping it close to my body and tucking it in my bra, I know not everyone wears a bra, and I know that not everyone would appreciate that cold obelisk tucked in their warmer parts. So you guys got to decide. Me, I've decided today I'm just going to set things out on the counter and not do any pockets or um, other places. And then, of course, if you're going to make your own pumpkin butter, that's a do-ahead as well. 
So here's what I'm going to tell you. Set your butter out on the counter. Set your egg out on the counter and walk away. Go do something else. I'm going to go clean my bedroom and change my sheets and probably start a load of laundry. Come back when things are kind of not cold or hard anymore. And we will continue. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, now we can start to make these cookies. Into the small saucepan I told you about, you want to put one stick of butter. In other words, one half cup. I'm going to turn that on to medium heat and just kind of watch it for a little bit. After First, it needs to melt. Once it's melted, we need to watch it. We want it to turn just a little bit brown. We want it to start browning. That should take maybe three to four minutes. And then we're going to take that off the heat. While that is going on, there's a new do-ahead, which is to preheat your oven now to 350 degrees and get your baking sheet and line it with parchment paper. And I should have said, you know, if you have something other than parchment paper, for instance, I have little silicone mats. Silpat is the original maker of it. These came from Costco. But that's what I think I'm going to use today instead of parchment paper. And hopefully it won't mess things up. But either way, you need to prepare your pan. And while the butter is still melting, get the bowl to your mixer that you're going to mix the dough in. And into that, you can put the other stick of butter, because it's now soft enough, right? It's soft enough to mix. And you can put the brown sugar in and the regular sugar in as well. 
three quarters of a cup of the dark brown sugar and a third of a cup of the sugar. Pack the brown sugar before you put it in there. Pack it into your quarter cup. Three times. And now we're going to go back and look at the butter. Well, still melting, so we're good. All right, the white sugar is a third of a cup, and that can also go in. And we're going to wait for this butter to brown. And then we have another pause while it cools. So we can spend a little time looking at this butter. My stick still isn't melted. I know it was soft enough. But you don't want to burn it. That's why we're doing it over medium heat instead of something higher. But it makes me feel better if I can stir it around. So I've now got a silicone spatula out and I'm just moving the butter around the pan. And remember, when this comes off, you're going to want to pour it into something that can go in the freezer. I suppose you could put your whole pan in, but I think that's a bad idea because it'll just warm up your freezer. So something that isn't hot to put in your freezer is probably a better bet. And like I said, I've got a little metal bowl. I don't recommend glass. It's okay to use silicone or something that is not going to melt when it comes in contact with the hot butter. Because all we're really trying to do is chill this down to put into this same cookie dough mixture. My butter is now all melted. And here's where I have to watch it. You just want to keep an eye on it until it starts to turn brown. When it starts to turn brown, we're taking it off and pouring it in this metal bowl, which will get hot. Warning. And then try to stick that in my freezer somewhere. person I live with really likes the flavors of pumpkin and chocolate together. This is a new experiment for me. She likes to have chocolate chips when I make pumpkin bread, which, by the way, you can find on my website. It's a podcast. I think it's called Pumpkin Muffins, actually. Pumpkin Muffins or Pumpkin Bread. It works for both things. And uh, it's on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. I like to put dried cranberries in there. And I would even put raisins in there before I would put chocolate chips. But she loves chocolate chips in hers, so I make two kinds normally. And don't mix those add-ins in until the last minute. So the, the fact that I'm interested in this pumpkin and chocolate chip recipe is unexpected to me. But the picture on the website of Half-Baked Harvest looks so good. They look really yummy. And the fact that they're coated in cinnamon sugar, I mean, how can it be wrong? I, I, if I don't like them, it'll be okay. Somebody else will eat them. And I won't be baking all of these at the same time, by the way. As you may have heard from the many, many, many recipes for cookies that I have on the website, I don't typically bake up a full batch. The author here specifies that these are best when they're hot. And that fits right along with what I normally do, which is bake a couple and then make the rest into the balls that can be cooked later and put those on a cookie sheet and freeze them and then drop them into a Ziploc bag with a label stating the cooking instructions. And then I bring them out a little at a time, two to four at a time, and pop them in my toaster oven. And that way the cookies are always fresh. They're always hot. They're always available in my freezer. I've been known to have three or four kinds of cookies in my freezer at any given time in order to choose what flavor I want to bake up for that evening's dessert. It's a really fun practice, and I recommend it. And I'm trying to determine here. My butter is kind of separating, but doesn't seem very brown yet. 
I don't think I want it very brown, but I think I want it a little brown because the flavor is different. You probably know that. The flavor of browned butter is different. And that's a good thing to know if you're making pasta or something. that You can make a different kind of pasta simply by browning the butter before putting it on the pasta. You can also toast the pasta, which is kind of fun as well. And that you can hear in another podcast called Packaged Pasta Prep. It's one of my quick bites. And the quick bites happen every other week between the recipes. This recipe will be posted on the website as soon as it publishes. So you can go look at the ingredient list ahead of time and see photos of my finished product and all of that kind of stuff. All right, I think the dairy solids in here are starting to brown. And since it doesn't say you want it really browned, it just says begins to brown. I think I'm going to call it good and take it off the heat. I recommend that you do the same. Put it in your heat-proof bowl and stick that in your freezer and set your timer for 10 to 15 minutes. Do not leave it any longer than that or it will be too hard to work with. We're just trying to cool it down to about the same consistency as the other butter we put in. So set your timer. When it dings, get your brown butter back out of the freezer. Uh, while that butter is cooling down, it would be smart of us to get everything else ready. So we can start by measuring out our one and a half cups of semi-sweet chips and our four ounces of dark chocolate chunks or whatever you're going to use there. More semi-sweet chunks if you want. They do recommend chunks and that's probably for looks more than anything else. So if you don't have any, what the heck? Go ahead and use more chocolate chips. It does mean an awful lot of chocolate chips and varying the amount of sweetness in them is probably a really good idea if you're able to do that. And then let's also get our dry ingredients ready. We're going to put some flour into the bowl that we're going to use. That's not the mixing bowl where the butter and sugars are, okay? This has to be a separate bowl. And we could do this on the fly, but I just think it's smarter to not do it that way and do it ahead of time. So stir up your flour. Be sure you get it all fluffed up so that gravity doesn't make you measure things wrong. And then using a spoon, scoop it into your measuring cup. And we are looking for two and a quarter cups. So fill your cup up with this fluffed up flour. Don't scoop it. Use a spoon. Just flatten the top off with the handle of the spoon. Do that again. You'll hear me talk about this in every baking podcast. And actually a few others besides that. You need to just measure your flour after it's been fluffed up and you need to spoon it into a cup. Otherwise, you're going to get way too much and not what the author of the recipe intended for you to have. All right. And that's in the bowl. And I keep my spoon right in my flour so that it's right there when I need to stir up my flour and scoop it with a spoon. The next thing that goes in there is the baking soda, which is just a half a teaspoon because I think we don't want them to rise too much. These are supposed to be pretty chewy. I should have told you that. These are for people who like chewy cookies. Gooey in the middle, chewy on in the inner ring, and crispy on the edges. That's what this is promising. And then a half a teaspoon of kosher salt. And remember what I told you. If you're not using kosher salt, use a little bit less, or your dough is going to be too salty. I have both kinds of salt in my house, because... They're really not interchangeable, and it's easier to not guess. 
And then the last thing that goes in with the dry ingredients is your cinnamon or pumpkin pie spice. I'm going to use a pumpkin pie spice because I can. I guess I don't really have a good reason. I just feel like cinnamon would be fun, but pumpkin pie spice would be funner. So I'm putting in half a teaspoon with the dry ingredients of the pumpkin pie spice. If you don't have pumpkin pie spice, cinnamon is great. It's just fine. You never go wrong with cinnamon. Am I right? All right, and then we can just sort of stir that together. And then we have our dry ingredients ready to go. We have our chocolate chips ready to go. Oh, you know what we haven't done yet? Is made a little bowl. Oh, there's my 10 minute timer. For the cinnamon sugar. So, if you're making your own cinnamon sugar, just do the proportions that you happen to like. I think I'm going to cheat just because it's faster and use a ready-made one from Penzi's. It's just faster. I do take shortcuts when I have them available. This is pretty expensive stuff, so it's not the smartest thing I ever did, but it's what's happening. And cinnamon sugar, you know, is exactly what it says it is, and it does not need to be anything more than that. All right. Now it's time to check and see if the butter in the freezer has cooled down. Hmm. You know what? It's still warm. I think I'm going to give it five more minutes. The recipe did say 10 to 15. So I'm going to give it five more minutes. So since I'm going to go ahead and give it a few more minutes, I am going to prepare the only other group of ingredients and put them all together. And that is the one-third cup of pumpkin butter which I'm scooping into a measuring cup. And the egg, which I'm cracking into the same measuring cup. And the vanilla, which I'm also measuring into the same measuring cup. Two teaspoons of this. And we don't even need to mix that up, really. You know, it's just something to do while we're waiting that's the honest truth of it, but it will make it faster when we go to combine everything. So go away and come back in a few minutes when your butter seems cool and no warmth remains. Okay, so the butter from the freezer isn't cold, but it's not hot anymore. It's sort of skin temperature. Lukewarm, I guess is what I would say. And that... Oh, the bottom is actually kind of a little denser. So I think we want to kind of mix that up again. Just swirl it in the bowl or stir it with a spoon. And then when it's kind of all the same substance, dump it in with the brown sugar, the white sugar, and the other butter. And then we're going to put that mixing bowl. You need to put it on your stand mixer or get your hand mixer ready if that's what you're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a little bit toasty flavored. I see why they asked us to do that. All right, put it on the mixer. And we're going to mix that up just gently so it doesn't throw things all over the room. And no, I don't know why that happens every time. Why does my mixer squeak? There must be something I'm supposed to oil. All right, so we're just mixing this until it's kind of combined. So it won't take very long. You can increase the speed 
as your stuff starts to get wetter. What you're really looking for is having that stick butter kind of blended in, right? It doesn't take long. Okay, that's done. Now, we're going to take the measuring cup with the pumpkin butter, the egg, and the vanilla and dump that in here. You know, it's kind of looking like these are going to be pretty rich. I don't know why I think that. Maybe it's the color of the pumpkin butter, which is this kind of golden brown. At any rate, now we're going to mix that up. Again, start slowly. And we're beating that until it gets creamy, which isn't going to take very long either. Oh, oh, it smells good. Well, I guess it would, wouldn't it? It smells like the spices we put into the pumpkin butter yesterday. Now the dry ingredients go in. And we're just, uh, hmm. If I add these all at once. Oh, you know what? I don't care. I was going to say they're going to fly all over the kitchen when the beater hits it, but it'll be what it is. So I'm just putting them all in there. And really slowly, so it doesn't go flying everywhere, starting that mixer again. Coming together pretty fast now that we did all the preliminary work. Oh, it's getting stiff. My mixer is complaining slightly, just slowing down a little bit. All right, I think this is our cookie dough. Now, we, of course, we have to add the chocolate chips. And I think it's going to be, hmm... We could do that here, or we could do that by hand. We don't want to over-mix it. You know what? It's still going to be easier to do this in the machine than it is by hand. And it's a lot. Boy, that's a lot of chocolate chips. A cup and a half, plus the four ounces of the chunks, which is probably another cup and a little. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, they're all in the bowl. So let's see what happens when I just put this on low. <laughs> All right, the ratio of dough to chips <laughs> is definitely in favor of the chips. Okay, I think I'm going to call that good. <laughs> They're mixed in. Wow, that's a lot of chips. Most of you are probably thinking that's a really good thing, so I will not complain, all right? Your oven should be warm by now, and your pan is already ready. So here's what we're going to do now. Get that little bowl of cinnamon sugar that you've created and get a, you could use an ice cream scoop or a small tablespoon or a, even a measuring tablespoon. What we want to do is scoop these at the size of about a tablespoon. So the ice cream scoop, I guess what, what I'm talking about is one of those little tiny ones, like a melon baller. I guess that's probably more accurate than ice cream scoop. First, I have to figure out how to get my beater head out of here. Okay. Ugh. Well, all right then. Let's see if I can get the dough out of the beater head. <laughs> I was worried that it was too sticky before I put in the chips, and now it's really quite dense. I think it's still pretty sticky, but it's a lot less hard to handle, I guess, now that it has more substance to it. Although, like I said, mostly what you're handling now is chocolate chips. Okay, 
I got, I think, as much of the dough out of my beater blade as I'm going to be able to do. And I'm just giving it a quick stir here. All right, now I've got a tablespoon in my hand. I'm taking the bowl over to where the cookie sheet and the cinnamon sugar are. And I'm making a scoop about the size of a tablespoon. I'm going to round it a little bit. And this is really gooey. So don't be surprised when it sticks to your fingers. Roll it into a ball. Don't press very hard and maybe it won't stick to your hands too much. And then roll it in the cinnamon sugar. And then put it on the baking sheet. Roll them pretty generously so they get plenty of cinnamon on them. And then we need to put them about three inches apart. So they're going to spread quite a lot, it sounds like. As I told you, I do these in my toaster oven just a few at a time. So I'll have enough to sample. And then the rest I'm going to roll in the cinnamon here and freeze for later. When they are rolled and on your baking sheet, you're going to be surprised at what I'm about to say. We're going to put them in the preheated oven and we're going to bake them for eight minutes. When you get to seven and a half minutes, come back to me because we're going to do something that's a little unconventional. All right. Put them in the oven. Set your timer for seven and a half minutes, and then come back and turn me back on. So we're at seven and a half minutes, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and then you can go do it at eight minutes, okay? We're going to take that baking sheet out of the oven carefully using some kind of oven mitt. We're going to tap it on the counter, just kind of tap it two times to flatten those cookies out. This is the part that seems kind of unconventional, but we don't want these to be puffy. We want them to be chewy, which means they also are going to be flat. And that's just fine with me. The chewy part is what's important. All right. So take them out of your oven. Whack them on the counter a couple of times. Or however many. It's taken several for me to flatten mine out. Okay, and then put them back in the oven and set your timer for two minutes. It could be just one, so keep an eye on them. What we're looking for is that they're still doughy in the middle, but they are just starting to set on the edges. When that happens, get them out of the oven. We don't want them cooked all the way. They're going to cook the rest of the way on the warm baking sheet. When you take them out of the oven, smack them another couple of times to flatten them down again. And then leave them on the baking sheet while they cool. That will cook them just a teeny bit more. And then when you can kind of pick them up, they're ready to eat. And as I told you, the author highly recommends eating them while they are warm. You can go and enjoy these now. And I will be back when mine have cooled a little bit, enough for me to taste them and tell you what I think. Because of the cinnamon sugar, they came out looking a little like snickerdoodles. My cookie sheet is cooled completely. It's not too hot to touch anymore. So I know it's not cooking these cookies any further. So I'm going to take a bite and see what we got. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of chocolate in here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huh. Well, that's really different. Oh, that's really different. The, the pumpkin spice in there? Wow. Okay, I like these. Mm-hmm. You know what? It seems like they might do well with some nuts in there. Pecans, maybe. 
I may add some nuts next time, which is also not a me thing. I mostly don't want nuts in my cookies or brownies or anything like that. But I can just imagine them in here. So I think I may try that next time. I'm certainly going to make them again. I do recommend trying these. If you haven't made them with me, you might want to do that at some point. Thanks for listening and helping me test this new recipe out. Please visit the Cook Along podcast for the cookie pictures. Remember that we do a quick bite podcast every other week, which is just my thoughts on some part of something, (laughs) usually related to cooking. And then the between weeks are, of course, brand new recipes like this one. And remember also that if you are going to make these and you want to make your own pumpkin butter, Look for the recipe I have for that also in podcast form. It's very short and I published it just a couple of weeks before I published today's. And uh, if you've got a slow cooker, you have everything you need probably to make that up. Till next time, happy cooking. Mm. Yes, these are very yummy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.